Welcome to the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast, where it is never too early for fantasy football. My name is Jeff. I'm Alex. As always, thank you for downloading, listening, liking, and commenting on our podcast videos. Please join our community by subscribing to us on the socials. Our handle on all platforms is at N2E Fantasy. We are also available on all major podcasting apps by searching N2E Fantasy. Alex, what do we have on today's show? Today's show, we have the Week 14 Primer, and we have some ad starts and sit information for each of these teams. And we will also cover our updated playoff predictions going into the playoffs for this year. Uh, so we'll update it based off of where we are 13 weeks in and what we think is going to happen. But we will start with this week's matchups. And we'll just cover that for week 14, the bye week teams are the Cardinals in Washington. So not as bad as last week for you guys, but we can get kick-started with the Patriots at Steelers. Jeff, yeah. who do we have in this one? This is the last week for bye week, so that's kind of exciting. We won't have to talk about bye weeks anymore after this. So in this matchup here, I'm probably going to start the running backs in Warren, Harris if playing, Elliott, and Pat Fryermuth, tight end, for the Steelers. That's it in this matchup. Because of that, because I'm willing to start way more uh, Steelers than I am Patriots in this matchup, go ahead and give me the Steelers in this matchup. Alex, who do you got? I agree with all of your starts this week. I'm not even sure who the Patriots quarterback is going to be at this <laughs> point. But Will I am going to zig in, in this one, and I am going to go New England, who has something to prove. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that they will beat the Steelers and my my evidence for that is they played the Steelers last year when the Steelers also started Mitchell Trubisky and they won 17 to 14 over Pittsburgh I think they're kind of in a similar situation where both teams offenses have not been great and I I think that during that matchup Ramondre Stevenson was the second fiddle to Damian Harris I think that's gonna be similar with Elliott as the starting running back I think that we learned several times this year that New England at least has a good defense, and I think that they might give some trouble to the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, this is a, an oddball pick, and I'm known for picking one crazy upset, so this is the one I am rolling with for this week. What happens if there's a week with no upsets, though? Like, And you try to guess one upset in a week of no upsets. Like That is a possibility as well. But I do know that you like to be contrarian. Exceedingly rare. Pick. I know you like to be contrarian <laughs> in one pick. At least I have something to reference for my rationale because they did beat Pittsburgh last year. So yes, and without Tom Brady. To, but you know Pittsburgh's a good home team as well. And you did say in a pre, you said two things in previous podcasts, and this will be the last thing that I say on this game. You said it's safe to pick against the Patriots. And you said that I pick teams that are generally and historically good at home. And Pittsburgh is that. So this goes against two things that you've said in the previous weeks on podcasts. Well, New England beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh last year. So I think the team saying. is completely different. And I think uh, I think this will be a low-scoring game, betting the under on this game almost no matter what. Yeah. And here 
we can move on to the next game, which I believe you're going to be contrarian in this matchup as well. It is the Panthers at the Saints. Let me know who to start and let me know your contrarian pick here. <laughs> okay. So for this one, I'm going to be starting Alvin Kamara. I'm going to be starting Taysom Hill. I'm going to be starting Olave for the Saints. I do think that there's a chance that A.T. Perry could be a desperation play for you this week. So that is in consideration for the Panthers. I think Hubbard has now proven he is startable. He would be more of a low-end RB2 or a flex play for me. I no longer feel like you can count on Adam Thielen, which is a shame because I think he's still the best receiver for the Panthers. But Jonathan Mingo could be a desperation wide receiver 3-4 flex for you. That is about it for the starters. I am going New Orleans in this matchup. I think that they're just more talented at this point. Jeff, who do you got? I believe that neither quarterback is worth starting in this matchup. So this should be another lower scoring matchup, in my opinion. But both running backs are going to be great in this one. um, Because the Saints, as we mentioned on a previous podcast, have not been as good this year. Uh, on defense and especially the back half they've been actually the bottom five or eight teams the last several weeks so go ahead and give me the saints in this matchup but uh but yeah i think this matchup will be much closer than we believe because i do think that uh carolina is going to be playing with a lot more heart especially now that frank reich is gone and they really have nothing to lose and that sometimes is the most dangerous team to play against is a team that has nothing to lose We'll see. They certainly don't have their own first-round pick, so there's no incentive to tank on purpose. Right? Nothing. Okay, let's move on to the Lions at the Bears. <laughs> Jeff, who are you starting in this matchup, and who are you picking? So I'm going to start a lot of folks in this matchup. Goff, Fields, Montgomery, Gibbs, Foreman, Herbert. And the reason why I'm starting going to start Foreman in this matchup is because I do believe that he takes back over the lead-back role that he never lost. And he was actually very successful in the lead back role. And I believe Chicago will turn back over to that in this matchup here. Um, I'm going to g- start DJ Moore, Cole Komet, St. Brown, and Laporta in this matchup. So pretty much start everybody minus the wide receiver twos for the team. Um, in this matchup, this matchup was very close a few weeks ago, if you remember correctly. The Bears almost beat them. Was Fields back for that matchup or was that a Badgett game? Which week was that? It was like two or three weeks ago. I think this was my uh, survivor pick. I think this was Fields' first game back that was against the Lions. Uh, This is in Chicago, outside of the Dome. Divisional matchup. Lions aren't playing great. Bears played great, but had a bye week last week, right? They're coming off the bye? Yes. (laughs) Give me the bears in this matchup i'm gonna regret that one (laughs) okay so yeah you're you're gonna regret that one for you're gonna take the lions of course i am you gotta bet on of course i am so not because you think they're going to win well i also think they're the better team they're also nine and three and they're the better team so I'm, i'm gonna take them regardless anyway i think that the Bears' running back situation is going to be murkier than we think. I, I think that there's going to be a three-man rotation. I do believe that Foreman's going to be back. He's probably going to be most likely the the number one out of that committee. 
but I think Herbert and Johnson mix in. I think Johnson has a chance to earn a bigger role if he performs well. That remains to be seen whether he will. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that and how this backfield shakes out. But if it goes to a negative game script, then they might not rush as much as we would expect from them. As far as the other options here, I think DJ Morris on the start, St. Brown, Laporta, Montgomery, Gibbs, Goff, and Fields are both startable this week. And then there's desperation throws like potentially Williams, the wide receiver for Detroit, is a potential lottery ticket, wide receiver 3-4 flex kind of guy. But I am taking the Lions. They're the better team. They're the favorite team. So that's that's why I'm going with them. In Vegas right now, the Lions are only three-point favorites. That's enough. That's enough. I know, but it's not as far off as you think it is. And the strength of schedule difference between the two right now, the Bears are playing the 13th toughest schedule, and the Lions are only playing the 21st toughest schedule. So that's a pretty big discrepancy inside of a division. So we'll see what happens with that matchup, but I like that we have a difference here, but I'm kind of going off of the last matchup being a divisional matchup as well. And uh, the outdoor elements, we'll see what happens in this matchup, but fields should play good enough here to get a W. Okay. Let's move on to the next matchup on our list here. And that is the Texans at the jets. So I think that you start Stroud, you start Nico Collins, you still have to start Brees Hall for the Jets, probably still have to start Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver for the Jets, not starting any Jets quarterback. Uh, For me, Texans running backs are flex plays at best, and you can, I guess, pick your choice if you have the two of them, and Singletary and Pierce, I expect it to be more even this week. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out, and we'll see how that goes the rest of the season. I'm very curious how it shakes out, but it probably won't be that high scoring of a game. The Texans defense is on the rise. The Jets defense is still a good defense, so I expect it to be a lower scoring game, but the Texans out on top. All right. Are you sure that's your pick? Because that's not what it says on the sheet here. Lies. Lies. You have you have nothing for me, and you just type in, in the wrong pick just to, just to uh, mess with me. But I want to see Jeff, if you're paying attention. Who do you so got? In this I agree matchup? with your start set, and I'm going to agree with you that the Texans should win this matchup handily. I still have no idea who the quarterback is going to be for the Jets this week. So their starter last week got released this week. So a bunch of interesting happenings going on. All right. So we can hop to the next matchup here where we have the Colts at the Bengals. And in this matchup here, I am going to start Minshew, Mixon, Moss. So all the M names for sure. Uh, Pittman, Chase, Higgins, and if desperate, Josh Downs. I do believe Josh Downs is going to be a fantasy starter weekly at some point in the future. I just don't know if it's with Anthony Richardson, and I don't know if it's going to be this year with Minshew. Um, In this matchup here, I do not see Browning being as good as last week. The Colts' defense has been quietly one of the best defenses in the league. And I believe that continues this week. So go ahead and give me the Colts in this matchup. Who do you got, Alex? Oh, boy. Okay, so I think that someone that you left off your list is Alec Pierce, who just had one of the best games of his career last week. 
That's I one don't game. think he's a for sure starter. I would put him on the same same page as Downs as a desperation pick because you can't quite rely on it. But if you were shooting for upside, then he's someone you can plug in if your wide receiver core is in shambles. Uh, but I think that Downs might have the safer floor this week. So I, I think Pierce is going to be very variable. Either he's going to have a very bad week or a very good week and there's not much in between whereas downs has a chance to have a reasonable week for you uh, also I, I think that in the same token boyd and higgins might also be desperation plays if you need wide receiver help as well but uh, give me the Bengals in this one uh i don't feel good about it but these teams are almost have the same record and i think that they're on level playing field Colts might be a little bit better on paper but I think that the Bengals could still win this one so I'm going Bengals with this one wow that's a little contrarian considering that Joe Burrow is out well I mean Browning just had the game of his career last week so if he plays 60% of that I think that they can win the game (laughs) he just didn't look good though like he got good results but you can play terribly and get good results sometimes sure Sure, and but if he, if he puts up 60% of the numbers, I think that still puts Cincy in contention to win. And they have Jamar Chase. Let's not forget about him. He, even with a bad quarterback, can get a 76-yard reception and blow the game wide open. And I don't think that Cincy's defense is anything to to turn your nose up at either. So I think Cincy right. has a reasonable chance at this one. And part of it is definitely me wishing Cincy wins to help the Texans out. So. I'll own up to that, but I, I think since he has a chance, so I'm going to go with him. you got to bet with your mind, not with your heart, sir. That's a little bit of both. I have to rationalize it. <laughs> we can't rationalize feelings. That's the problem. Oh, no. right. You, so we can move you're not on a Star Wars the... fan. Reach out. Search with your feelings, Jeff. That's what, that's what being a Jedi is all about. <laughs> I am a Star Wars fan. I'm just not a big Star Wars fan. Then you're not a Star Wars so, fan. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I'll go see all the new movies and stuff, and I even like some of the new stuff, which is probably blasphemy to you. But uh, so Jaguars at the Browns is our next matchup. Alex, who are you starting and who you got in this matchup? Oh, this is going to be an interesting matchup because if Lawrence didn't get an ankle injury, I would have said the Jaguars for sure. But he did get an injury. I think he still probably plays is my guess. So that being said, I think that it's pretty close to even, in my opinion. But let's go with starters. If Lawrence plays, I feel like you have to play him. And you have to play Travis Etienne at the running back spot. Kirk is going to be out, so don't play him. Calvin Ridley, you have to play him. I would think that he would be more featured. That's not a given, considering how they've used him so far this year. Ingram, you got to play him virtually every week unless you have a better tight end on your roster. But Zay Jones and Parker Washington are guys to consider at wide receiver three flex uh, spots. In the same token, if Cooper plays for the Browns, I think that you have to put him in your lineup, as well as Elijah Moore has a connection with Flacco, and they look like they might be open to using him more creatively. So I would consider him as a wide receiver three or flex option. And Joku, I think, is a, is a tight end one for the rest of the season. I think that he'll, his connection with Flacco will get better. Uh, you may have a better option if you do play him, but if not, Njoku is someone you can start 
Ford is someone you still got to throw out there as well with Hunt being a desperation kind of flex RB3 kind of player. Man, I think that with how bad Jacksonville's been, I think that Flacco is a good QB2 option. I think there's going to be better QB1s, but for a viable QB2 option, if you need one, Flacco might be someone you start this week. But I am picking Cleveland this week because I think Jacksonville is going to struggle with Lawrence not 100% and the offensive struggles that they've had throughout the season. So I am going Cleveland. Jeff, who do you have? Also going the Browns. I don't have as much faith in Joe Flacco as you do. There's some tape on the on, on how he participates with this team now, so they'll be able to defend that a lot better. But I also don't feel like I completely buy in on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. That was a big, good, big streamer defense actually last week, and it didn't work out well at all. Um, but I do expect the Browns to do enough on offense. I don't expect Lawrence to play in this game. It's a high ankle sprain. So it would be very rare to make it back without missing one week. So we'll see on that one, but give me the Browns in that matchup. Browns are currently favored in that matchup. So I do think Vegas is expecting Lawrence to miss this week as well. Okay. Let's move on to the Rams at the Ravens. And this one could be interesting. Jeff, you are higher on the Rams than I am. Do you think they have a shot to unseat the Ravens this week? Do you think they can upset the Ravens? I think this is going to be a better matchup than people think. And there's going to be a lot of starters in this matchup. So we can start Safford, Lamar. I think Keaton Mitchell is becoming an every week starter at some point down the stretch here. Uh, just a name to monitor. I'm going to be putting, I think I'm putting him in over Eckler in a matchup this week. Cause I just, Ooh. I buy him over Eckler a little bit more right now. And I'm in desperation of a win this week. Eckler has not been producing at all. Um, I'm going to start. Um, Kyron Williams, Zay Flowers, OBJ, Cup, Puka, and Higby. And probably even Isaiah Likely if I need a tight end in this matchup. So pretty much start everybody in this matchup. Um, I think the Ravens coming off the bye are going to be too hard to beat in this matchup. So give me the Ravens in this matchup. But I do expect this to be a little bit closer of a matchup than folks probably believe it will be. Okay, well, I also have the Ravens this week. I think that they're one of the top teams in the NFL, and I think that they might be the best team in the AFC overall. I think that bye week is certainly going to help. So I, I agree with basically all of your starts and sits. I will just say that I think Kyron Williams is going to have a down week. I think it's going to be very touchdown dependent. So if he manages to get a touchdown, it will be rewarding. But I can't imagine. Those of you who have him can rationalize sitting him. So I think he's a middle bottom RB2. So you probably still have to plug him in. Flex play if you happen to have two running backs that are better than him on your roster. But otherwise, you got to play him. And Ravens take this one for me. Yes. All right. So we can move on to the next matchup here where it's the Rams at the Ravens, which we just went over. And I just didn't put them in here, so we're going to have to cut this little bit out as well. So the next matchup is the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Alex, tell me who you're starting in this matchup and who you got. So this is your division rivals, and 
I think that this is going to be a close game. I think that this is another one of these potentially 50-50 matchups. Could be, it could go either way. Um, I am starting, if healthy, if he's playing, I'm starting Baker Mayfield as a high-end quarterback too. So if you have any of the options that are better than him, go ahead and start those options. But he is a reasonable start for you, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league. I would not start Ritter unless I was desperate. Um, every week, I feel like you got to put Bijan in despite the disappointments. You got to put White in for uh, Tampa Bay. And outside of that, Mike Evans is really the only guy I feel comfortable with, with Otten being a tight end option. I think he's like a tight end too, but if you need someone to plug in, I think he'd be okay this week. Otherwise, for <laughs> for Atlanta, it's just random. I mean, pick a guy. Uh, it might be his week, it might not. But London is a low-end wide receiver three or wide receiver four type flex. Pitts and Jonu Smith, I mean, it's kind of a coin flip at this point. Who's going to be a decent tight end? They're kind of tight end, low-end tight end twos for me. So that's that's kind of how I feel about this matchup. But I am, I am going to take, I'm going to take Tampa on this one. I am also going Tampa in this matchup. And Kyle Pitts was the guy last week, so you're probably right. London's probably the guy this week. I need to see more from Bijan at some point. Like, I just don't know if it's going to be this season. And if people spent a first-round pick on him, like, I can't imagine how frustrated and upset they would be with Bijan so far this year. Yeah, I agree. I still think he's solid as a dynasty player, but this season has been very disappointing. And I know people in redrafts who have taken him as high as the fourth player taken, which blows my mind, but he just hasn't produced. And that's Arthur Smith's fault, in my opinion. All right. Anything else on this matchup? I think that's it. All right. So we can move on to the next matchup, which is the Vikings at the Raiders. And in this matchup, I'm going to start, I'm going to give Dobbs one last trot out in this. I'm assuming Dobbs is starting in this matchup. So that's something that we need to monitor and be clear about because the Vikings have not named Dobbs the starter as of right now, but I'm going to start Madison because it does look like Madison was starting to take control of that backfield. Ty Chandler is someone that I would be on the lookout for. I do believe that he's a better fit for the backfield but it does not seem that the Vikings want to use him in that role. I'm going to start Josh Jacobs, Devonta Adams, a returning Justin Jefferson, which I do believe whoever the quarterback is will be peppering Justin Jefferson with the football in this matchup. Uh, I would still start Addison as well as Jacoby Myers and Hawkinson. Um, if desperate, you can do Michael Mayer as well, but, uh, it's kind of a desperation tight end play. I guess all tight end after the first few are desperation throws at this point. Um, in this matchup, I think this matchup is going to be very even. I think the Raiders before their bye had been playing very well. Both of the teams are coming out of their bye at the same time. This is in Vegas, so it's not such a long trip from Minnesota to Las Vegas. Um, I kind of like how um, the Vikings are playing on defense as well as getting Justin Jefferson back, which I do expect to be a boost. So give me the Vikings in this matchup. Alex, what do you think? Okay. Um, <laughs> I agree with all your starts and sits. 
I agree with all your shorts and sits. I, I think that Justin Jefferson being back is going to be a difference maker. I think that the Vikings high pressure, heavy blitz approach is going to affect a rookie and uh, Aiden O'Connell. But I also think on the other side, the Raiders pass rush headed by Max Crosby is going to be very effective as well. These defenses are very, very comparable. So I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to come down to which team can pressure the quarterback and win the turnover battle. But I am going to give the edge to Minnesota just because Justin Jefferson. All right. That's an agreement of a road team for us. That's pretty rare these days, and and it's a pretty even matchup where we both agreed on it. So here's a matchup that I don't expect to be that close. It's the Seahawks at the 49ers. Alex, tell me who you're starting in, in this matchup and who you are taking in this matchup. Okay. So I am starting Brock Purdy. I think this week Geno Smith is a QB2. So I think two in two quarterback leagues, you have to play him. In single quarterback leagues, prefer not to play him this week. Uh, you're starting Christian McCaffrey every week, starting Debo Samuel every week, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Those guys are, are staples. Uh, Metcalf always has the possibility to break off, so I would say Metcalf. Lockett and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, to me, are low-end wide receiver threes or flex plays. Um, for Seattle's running back situation, keep an eye on Charbonnet and Walker. See if they're going to play this week. If they are, then I would play them. Uh, if not, I don't know if DJ Dallas is going to be good enough to throw out there. I don't know if their other running back out there is going to be good enough either, so I would avoid those two unless I'm absolutely desperate to put in a running back. But I am Who's going the other running to be I, I can't even remember. That's how little he matters Kenny in McIntosh, fantasy right now. Rookie, <laughs> rookie Kenny McIntosh, who was highly touted. So, we'll I, I see. What if he? Him. What if he overtook the backfield? I would be shocked. Shocked. Stranger things have happened. That's certainly true. I mean, running back out of out of Georgia, he was taken in the seventh round, and this is the same draft class where they took Charbonnet in the second. And they took Kenneth Walker in the second the year before. So I doubt it, but he is someone to potentially keep an eye on. And if you have roster space, if you're one of those guys that churn their roster to pick up somebody preemptively, he is someone that you could potentially pick up this week, not play, but see if he goes off this week. And then you're ahead of the free agent pickup the following week. Uh, there's people whose strategy involves that. So that's something to consider. You're picking your boys in this one, right? You're. No, I am picking the 49ers in this one. What? That shouldn't be a surprise. I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. In the NFL? In the NFC, for sure. Okay. All right, so we move on to one of the games of the week. This is game 1A for me of the week. Um, And in this matchup of the Bills at the Chiefs, I will be starting Allen Mahomes for sure. I'll be starting Pacheco and James Cook for sure. I'll be starting Diggs, Davis, and Shakir. I think Shakir actually has a pretty big game in this because I believe the Bills are going to come out with their backs against the wall in this matchup. So, And I do expect the Chiefs to try to take away Stefan Diggs from the Bills. So that could probably lead for a bigger game from Gabe Davis and uh, Khalil Shakir as well. 
And then on the Chiefs side of the ball, just Kelsey, and I would also start to start Rasheed Rice as a set it and forget it every week as well. I think because the Bills are coming off of a bye, their backs are against the wall. The Chiefs did lose on Sunday, but they weren't really embarrassed. I, I wouldn't really call that like an embarrassing loss. I I just think the Bills are too high-powered for the Chiefs to keep up with them at this point, and the Bills should be a little bit healthier coming out of the bye. So give me the Bills in this matchup. Okay. So I agree with all your starts this week. Uh, I think that this is going to be a very interesting matchup, and I I think that everyone's expecting it to be 30-something to 30-something score. I, I think that both of these defenses are actually fairly good. I think that Kansas City's defense is better in most regards, except for interceptions, where the, the Bills have um, the better end there. But I think Kansas City coming off that loss and knowing that the rest of their schedule is a little bit easier, at least for the next couple of weeks, I think they're going to put ex- extra effort into this one. And I think that they're going to make a statement and win. I agree that Buffalo is also going to try to make the playoffs and they have to win everything. So every game is a must win for them at some, at this point. So it's going to be, I hope it's a colossal game. I hope it's everything that we want as fans and fantasy wise. I hope it's a high scoring game. I just, I don't think that it's going to end up that way. I think it's probably going to be like 20, 24 to 21 or something like that, which would be a little bit disappointing. What now? You're taking the under. Over yeah, under is 47 under and a half. Yeah, that would fit in the under. Um, so yeah, I would take the under in this one. But it's and still, the over I, under is set lower than what you thought that most people would think it would be at too. So they're probably baiting yeah, that's, to take the over. That's true. So I, I think it's going to be under. It's in Kansas City. Kansas City needs to make a statement because they've struggled on offense. Uh, I think Kansas City wins this one. And I, I think so, that puts the Bills in a bad situation. So the Bills back are against the wall. Their offense is high-powered. I do expect the Bills to put up 20-some points in this game. Can Kansas City put up 20-some points against the Bills? That's the question. In this matchup, the odds makers have set this game at negative 2.5 for Kansas City, which does tell me if this game was in Buffalo, Buffalo would be a 3.5-point favorite. So they're... So the odds makers right there are telling me that the Bills are the better team right now. But the home field advantage kind of swings it back to Kansas City. So because home field is typically three points, just so we're clear on that. Probably Arrowhead might even be like three and a half or four points. Um, so interesting that Kansas City doesn't hit that full three or the three and a half or four being an Arrowhead. So odds makers are just a little bit towards Buffalo. I will just say the highest amount of points that the Chiefs have allowed to date is 24 points. I think the Bills get to that. So the highest the Bills have allowed is 37 to the Eagles. They've allowed 29, 25, a couple 24s. So I think that Kansas City's defense is a little bit better. It's in error. What's the lowest that the Bills have scored? The lowest that the Bills have scored? Yeah. 14 points. Okay. So it's on the table. So it's on the table, I, but Kansas City is missing their two top linebackers, I believe. So there is that. And so. um the Bills are scoring twenty seven point three points a game and only allowing eighteen point nine. 
whereas the Chiefs are only scoring 22 and allowing 17. So there really isn't a, there's a bigger margin for error for the Bills as far as what they score versus what they give up than the Chiefs do. Uh, so the Chiefs have to play a very tight game in this matchup, in my opinion. Mahomes cannot turn over the ball like he did last week. Well, I think I think Josh Allen is the one that's turned over the ball more times. So mm. I think that's another thing to factor in as well. But I'm taking Kansas City. You're taking Buffalo. I think both are, are fair. And Go we'll Bills. see who's right. Go Bills. But as of right now, you are correct. Mahomes has 10 interceptions and Allen has 13 on the season. So Mahomes also has Mahomes less fumbles only- too. Mahomes has 3,100 yards passing this year so far. That feels very... Like, he's under Sam Howell right now. Like, this doesn't feel right. Yep. Okay, let's move on to the Broncos at... Let's move on to the Broncos at Chargers. Two teams that are still fighting to make it into the playoffs. Jeff, which one of these win this matchup? So this game is in L.A., which does not mean very much for the Chargers at a home field advantage. This is a divisional matchup. Denver has been playing better as of late, even after it lost last week. I don't think all is lost with Denver. Give me the Broncos in this matchup. I do like their weapons. I do like what they have to offer better. Um, I do believe Portland Sutton is the set and forget right now, but I'm going to start Wilson. I'm going to start Justin Herbert. I'm going to start Javante. Eckler is a question mark for me at this point. I've already mentioned that I would consider starting Keaton Mitchell over him. He's just someone that I want to stay away from at this point. Luckily, I only have him in one league. I would start Keenan Allen, of course, and then Cortland Sutton, I believe, has become a set-and-forget starter, which is kind of weird because we didn't think that he would ever get to this point. If desperate, Quentin Johnston is getting enough work now, as long as he can convert the targets into catches. He did last week, so we can see if he can do it again going forward. Um, but give me the Broncos in this matchup, and this hurts a little bit because you know I like Justin Herbert. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting that you would go in that direction. But I I agree with your starts this week. Um, <laughs> they scored six points against the Patriots. That's not gonna sit well here, and the Broncos defense and the Patriots defense isn't too far off from each other. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is going to be a close matchup. I, I do think that. Hmm. <laughs> I threw a loop because you were going to take the Broncos if I took the Chargers. No, I, I've already I've already picked the the Chargers on our little playoff challenge. So I'm picking the Chargers, and I, I just think that the Texans exposed the Broncos a little bit, and I think that I think that Herbert and Stroud have a lot of overlapping skill sets. So I I expect Herbert to have a little bit of a bounce back week. I I don't think that the Broncos' best defensive back, Pat Sertain, I don't think that he's 100% if he even plays. He might not even play. Um, It's in L.A. The Broncos have the worst rushing defense in the league. That might help Eckler have some success. Something's got to give. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some, something's got to give here. So, <laughs> yeah. um, either the Broncos get a better run defense, but you'll admit though that LA's um, for the Chargers is not really home field advantage. Yeah, it's it's all. it's literally the thirty second uh, rushing defense versus the thirty second 
rushing offensive line. So it's going to be quite the battle on that front. Um, I, I do think that although they've been relatively poor coverage-wise, I, I think that the pass rush for the Chargers, they're third in the league in sacks, although they're 31st in passing yards per game, which is wild that you can be so radically different on that. So bad coverage, really good pass rush. I think that they'll get to Russell Wilson a little bit, although I saw last week Russell Wilson shake off some sacks from Houston as well. So I think it'll be a close game, but I I have the Chargers in this one. I think that the Chargers are a little more desperate to win than Denver. Um, Sorry, Mom. I know you're still a Broncos fan. yeah, another good matchup here, though. I, and I like that there's a lot of tough matchups for us to pick, because that should mean there's some good games this week. All right, so we can move forward on this one. I can't believe you went to the Chargers, though. You talked yourself uh, into I, that one. I think Russ is playing really good football right now. Other than reg- last week against the Texans. Yeah. Regardless of the three picks. Like, I still think that he put the team in a spot to come back and actually win that game. Well, we can talk more about Russell Wilson and the Broncos when we go to our playoff segment, but let's move on to the Eagles at the Cowboys. Jeff, this is what you have highlighted as your game one B of the week, and it should be a good one. Jeff, do the Eagles overcome their struggles to beat the Cowboys? Are the Cowboys on a roll? Can they potentially unseat the Eagles as the AFC East? leader what do you think so behind the 49ers i don't know if a team is playing better than the cowboys right now Um, and i think that even includes the eagles now i do remember what was it three or four weeks ago that the eagles beat the cowboys basically by one yard because the pass was thrown short i'm hoping that switching over fields from philly to dallas that changes the outcome of that. So I am going to go the Cowboys in this matchup, but I would literally start everyone in this matchup. Dak Hurts, Pollard, Swift, AJ Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Smith, even Brandon Cooks in this matchup. And then I would be checking on Dallas Goddard and I would start him as well if he does play. I believe, I believe if we're bookending that Goddard actually got hurt against the Cowboys. So it would be a poetic return for him. So, did you pick the Cowboys or the Eagles? Cowboys? Cowboys, sir. Okay. Oh, okay, so with the Eagles' latest struggles and with segments of this year looking like they are missing their former offensive and defensive coordinators because they've not been the same, they've had injuries on their, their defense and their, their defense has shown that they're missing those key players. I, I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game at home. Um, I, I think that if the and if the Cowboys do in fact win, I think that they have a chance to win the NFC East over the Eagles. There's a very real chance of that. So I am starting all the offensive players in this one, and I am picking the Cowboys. Wow, that surprises me a little bit that you're coming around to Dallas, but I love it. And I know I'm going to have a trouble in a league with starting Dak or Josh Allen, and I'm probably going to end up starting Dak against you in a league this week, sir. Just spoiler alert, I want to watch your face when Dak puts up a 40 spot against your team this week. 
because I know how much you love Dak, and so I'm going to give you the present of watching him put up a 40 spot against you. That's very sweet of you, Jeff. Very sweet. <laughs> uh, it is the league where you have an asterisk of a championship, but uh, we can. I digress on that for right now, and uh, <laughs> we can move on to the first of two Monday night games, and I'll let you break down the first one here. It's Green Bay at the Giants. Who do you got in this matchup, and who are you starting? Okay, so Green Bay at the New York Giants. I am starting Saquon Barkley, if he's healthy. I am starting yep. Jaden Reed, if he's healthy. Uh, I feel like okay. you have to consider Dobbs as a wide receiver three or flex, potentially, although I'm not thrilled about him. Uh, Tuck, uh, Kraft is a potential tight end for you if if you don't have a solid one on your team or they're hurt or on bye. He, to me, is more of a tight end too, but he is a solid fill-in for you if you need it. I am looking to see if Darren Waller is back this week. If he is, I feel like you have to play him. Hyatt is a desperation play at wide receiver for the Giants. A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones. I'm very curious if Aaron Jones is fully back. If he is, they might split. So be low-end RB2s, high-end RB3s, or maybe a potential flex play, depending on your league settings. Oh, man. Um, Quarterback situation, love, to me, is a high-end QB2 going into this week. So I would consider him if you don't have a better option. The Giants, it seems like DeVito is going to be the quarterback this week, but they did activate Tyrod Taylor off IR. I don't know if he is back in time for this weekend. But I think that how DeVito's played the past two weeks, they probably would still roll with DeVito either way. He's kind of a QB3 for me, so he wouldn't be my first option as either single quarterback, single league quarterback, or two quarterback league. So that's where I stand there. I am very, 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 very tempted to go New York on this one, but I, I have to pick Green Bay with how hot they've been over the last few weeks. So I'm going Green Bay. All right. Uh, I just feel like I need to say in this matchup, because I'm also going to go the Packers in this matchup. I agree with everyone that you're starting. I don't know if Jones is going to play this week. I would start Jones Dillon if they're playing. Um, But it's amazing how many young, talented pass catchers that the Packers have. I mean, even Tucker Kraft, Dobbs, Wicks, Reed, Watson, like they, they have a ton of amazingly young pass catchers. and. I think that's only going to help Love next year. So, I don't know. I don't know if we're getting the best out of Love yet because he's playing with such young, inexperienced pass catchers. And that's a little scary if you're a team in the NFC North that thought that Love was going to be a downturn from Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I think the team's playing better than they were last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, interesting. We'll see if Jeff thinks they're good enough to make the playoffs or not in the the next segment. But, Jeff, you're going Packers. Did you have any differences in this matchup that I didn't already cover? Nope. I just don't know who's going to start at running back right now. And that's just something to keep in mind with the Packers. And I will just mention, I don't think Christian Watson's playing this week with with a a pulled hamstring. So I I doubt it. All right. We will see how serious of an injury that was and uh we'll move forward with our last matchup and that is the titans at the dolphins and in this matchup i will be starting Tua, moster 
Achan, Hill, Waddle, Henry, if playing. It does seem like he will play this week. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, in this matchup, I'm going to go ahead and take the Dolphins. We're going to take that right off the board. Anyone I missed, and who are you taking in this matchup, Alex? So Henry, they had a concussion scare for him, but it's looking like he's probably going to practice this week and he might be okay. So I agree with you that he's probably going to play and do probably want to start him. I think that I would think that Titans are going to be playing down a lot. So they'll probably pass a lot more. So uh, I would also consider Ty J Spears as a flex play or running back three, if you need one. Um, and that, the tight end Chigo would be a decent option uh, as a tight end two. So a fill in if you need one. So that that's pretty much it fantasy wise. Otherwise I agree with everything else that you have said. And I am taking Miami in this one. I would be shocked if Tennessee won. All right. That ends our week 14 matchups. We can go ahead and switch gears over to what the playoffs look like right now. So I'm going to read off the teams that are currently in the playoffs. And then I'm going to let Alex go ahead and tell me if he's replaced any of these teams in the playoffs. So as of right now in the AFC, the Dolphins are the one seed. The Ravens are the two seed. The Chiefs are the three seed. The Jaguars are the four seed. Pittsburgh's the five seed. The Colts are the six seed. And the Browns are the seventh seed. All right, Alex, out of the seven teams that I read, do you believe those are the seven playoff teams? And uh, in what order do you have them if, if they are it? The only team that I swapped out is I have the Texans in for the Colts, but I have okay. the teams finishing in a different order. So I have, I have Kansas City as the number one seed. And okay, I have, do you feel good about that? I have them have the same record as Baltimore, so I don't know how the the factoring in came for the tiebreakers, but I, I think that Baltimore co- could finish as the number one. I think that that's very reasonable to have Baltimore number one, and that's where I would have put it, but they have the same record, and uh, the system put in Kansas City as the number one, so I have Baltimore at number two, both 13 and four records. I have Miami as the three seed with an 11 and six record. I have Jacksonville as the fourth seed with an 11 and six record. I have Houston as the fifth seed with an 11 and six record. I have, uh, this is, I, I didn't intend it to be this way, but I picked the individual matchups, which led to this, but I have Cleveland as the sixth seed with an 11 and six record. And I have Pittsburgh rounding out the AFC with the seventh seed with a nine and eight record edging out the Buffalo bills. And part of that is because Buffalo, the next two weeks, they play Kansas City and then they play Dallas. I have them losing both matchups, but in the real NFL, if Buffalo wins one of those matchups, they are in the playoffs. So, Jeff, where did I go wrong and who do you have and in what order? So, I have the Ravens as the one seed because I do have the Chiefs losing to the Bills this week as per my picks earlier. So, that would make the Chiefs the two seed at 12 and 5. So, the Ravens are 13 and 4, just like you. The Chiefs are 12 and 5. My three seed is going to surprise you because of their unbelievably easy schedule down the stretch. They have the Bengals. They have the Steelers. They have, um, I believe, the Falcons. They have the Raiders. 
and they finally end with a home matchup against the Texans. I have the Colts in the third seed at a 12 and five record. Um, I think they're a team to watch out for just because of the ease of schedule down the, down the stretch and how well they've been playing. And I do believe Shane Steichen is actually one of the better head coaches in the league. Now, because I have Buffalo beating Kansas city and I will predict them to beat Dallas next week in, in Buffalo, I have them at 11 and six and winning the four seed. The five seed is also 11 and six, the Miami dolphins. And the reason why the bills are the four seed and the dolphins are the five is because the bills will have ended up sweeping the dolphins in that scenario. The six seed is Cleveland. I don't see how Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs because of their cake matchups down the stretch as well. I have them at 11, six record. Jacksonville also at 11, six record is my seventh seed. So my matchups week one of the wild card round, the Ravens would get the bye. The Jacksonville Jaguars would play the chiefs. The, uh, Browns would play the Colts and the Dolphins would play the Bills. Sorry about the Texans. And the Steelers. Now, if Tank Dell was healthy for the rest of the year, would that would that change anything for you? It would. So I just so in this playoff machine application, I just changed the last week to the Colts losing to the Texans. And all that did was move the Jaguars up to the third seed and the Colts to the sixth seed. So, and it pretty much, and it kept all the same playoff teams. So even the Texans winning that last week right now, wouldn't put them in my playoff bubble right now, but this is something that we should run every week and we should let people know what has changed from our playoff bubble week to week. Okay. Yeah. So if all I do is change to the bills to beating Kansas city, that makes Baltimore the one seed, makes Kansas City the two seed, Miami three, Jacksonville four, Houston five, Cleveland six, and Buffalo comes in at seven, which would mean that Baltimore would be on bye and Buffalo would play Kansas City. So that would be interesting. Cleveland would play I Miami. Think I like that script better. And Houston would play Jacksonville, but I have Kansas City winning, so that doesn't shake out. So instead, what I actually have is Kansas City on bye. Baltimore plays Pittsburgh, Cleveland plays Miami, Houston plays Jacksonville. All right. Moving over to the NFC, the current spots right now are the Eagles in the one seed, the Niners in the two seed, the Lions in the three, Falcons in the four seed, Cowboys in the fifth seed, Vikings in the sixth seed, and the Packers in the seventh seed. Alex, since you went first last time, I'll go first this time so you can pick apart my picks here but out of those teams most likely to exit the playoff bubble is going to be the vikings and that's only because of their quarterback situation i don't know if they are going to be a sustainable playoff team and also the falcons are another questionable playoff team and i'll get to it in a second here because that division is so tight packed between three teams I don't believe that the Falcons leading right now is going to mean that they're going to win the division later. So my one seed is going to be the 49ers with the bye at 14 and three. My two seed is also going to be at 14 and three, the the Philadelphia Eagles. Three seed is the Lions at 12 and four. Fourth seed is New Orleans at nine and eight. Fifth seed is Dallas at 12 and four. Six seed is Green Bay at 11 and six. And the team that's going to be replacing the Vikings for me is the seventh seed Los Angeles Rams at nine and eight. 
So what those matchups look like is, as I said, the 49ers have a bye. The Rams would visit the Eagles week one, which I believe the Eagles would win that matchup pretty easily. Packers would visit the Lions in that week one matchup. Divisional matchup, love it because that matchup could easily go either way. Um, And then we also have the Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. I uh, don't really love that Dallas is visiting being a 12 and 14, but that's just the way the rules of the NFL right now. Uh, where did I go wrong? And what are your matchups looking like, Alex? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> okay. So my first three teams are going to be the same. So I have San Francisco with a one seed with a 14 and three record. I have Philadelphia, the two seed with a 14 and three record. Uh, I could see it going either way to finish the year, but the tiebreaker makes San Francisco first. Detroit is the three seed with a 13 and four record. I actually have Tampa Bay as a four seed with a losing record, an eight and nine record. I think that that, that could go Tampa, that could go Atlanta, that could go New Orleans. Uh, right now, I just think Tampa has the edge. Um, and I think that Dallas would be one of the best fifth seeds ever with uh, a 14 and three record. And I actually have the Los Angeles Chargers at nine and eight as the sixth seed. And I have Did Seattle. you say the Chargers? Sorry, the Los Angeles Rams. They have LA. They have the same color scheme. I hate it. Um, but they have a nine and eight record. They make it into the sixth seed. Seattle comes in at seven with also a nine and eight record. So that would mean that. San Francisco has the bye. Seattle plays Philadelphia. The Los Angeles Rams play the Detroit Lions. Dallas plays Tampa. So I think those would be interesting storylines, at least a couple of them. So Seattle at Philadelphia, but Stafford versus Goff would be an incredible uh, wild card matchup. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun just from a historical standpoint. So, Jeff, what do you think about mine? Uh, I feel like we're pretty similar. We have, oh, I think, who did you have from the NFC South again? I have Tampa. So, I think that's our only difference out of the seven playoff teams. So. No, I have Seattle and you have Green Bay. Oh, you found a way to get Seattle in. You had told me offline before that you said Seattle was missing the playoffs, so you found one more win for them. No, they had the same wins. I found a loss for Green Bay. <laughs> see you like to know you like to know like what your result is and you'll do the you'll do the path to get to that result versus i did all the path and the result was the result no i i just evaluated each matchup and i'm like what what do i think i did a <laughs> cursory did secondary did third did fourth I'm like yeah who do i actually think well i forgot about this so Honestly, but then you went back and found another loss for Green Bay, is what you told me. So, in my opinion, <laughs> you're telling me that you wanted Seattle to make the playoffs, so you needed to find one more loss for Green Bay to make that. No, I think they're close, and I think either one can make it. Uh, I, I think, so for me, it's it's tough, because I think that Green Bay or Minnesota can still make it. And I think that Chicago and Minnesota, especially division rival games, I think they have a chance to knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. And I, I think that that's a reasonable take. However, I certainly don't feel confident about Seattle with some of the matchups that they have remaining for the year. Like they, even the they Cardinals could, isn't an easy one. Yeah, and even, yeah, even the Cardinals is not an easy one for them. 
They play the Steelers, which isn't going to be an easy game. Um, which I have the they, Hawks winning. I have the they Hawks play the Titans. the Titans. I would imagine they still beat the Titans regardless. But you know anything can happen. They play the Eagles. the Eagles. They probably lose to the Eagles. Um, and then the this Eagles, week so they play the Niners. Niners. Yeah. So it's not an easy road for them at all either. And it could even be that whoever ends up making the seventh seed has a losing record in the NFC. I think it's more likely that the four seed has a losing record. Like I yeah. have my seventh seed right now is a nine and eight. Yeah, so is mine. The Rams. So it's possible. I mean, that could flip flop, but uh, the Rams do hold the tiebreaker over the Seahawks, as we mentioned earlier offline. So I have them as a six seed. And Seahawks at seven. Yep. So. All right. Anything else you want to add to this? Oh, I mean, like we've talked about for the, the NFC South. I think New Orleans, Tampa, Atlanta all have a chance to potentially win that, and they could. Any of them could also win it with a losing record. And as far as the sixth and seventh seeds, I mean, it, it's going to be between Los Angeles, Seattle, Green Bay, Minnesota. I think those are the likely candidates with an outside chance of two teams from the NFC South for whatever reason. Agreed. We should just uh, we should uh, cancel the NFC South this year, <laughs> and uh, just oh. add in one more playoff team from another division. Yeah, or at least my vote. eliminate guaranteed home victories for division winners. If they don't even have a winning record, then they should be a lower seed. Yeah, I don't know how that happens because sometimes you just go through death row of your division and you shouldn't be punished for coming out of a tougher division also it just happens that the nfc south is not that situation this year it seems like it's whenever it is a team with a losing record it seems like it's always a team from the nfc south because it's happened before yep agreed i think the afc south it might have happened once or twice too with all right anything else no that's it all right so that does it for another episode of the never too early fantasy football podcast thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode please don't forget to like and subscribe please leave us a comment and share the show every little bit helps you can find us on all podcasting apps by searching into eFantasy and with our handle at into eFantasy on all social media platforms please join our community and give us a follow until next time take care of yourselves and remember it's truly never too early for fantasy football. Thank you again. Bye, everybody.